Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Bad Dinner Guest Podcast. Yeah! That is Sean B. I am Kev. Welcome back. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. That's my little mace right there, you like that? That's me, and I like that you played the cover version, so that way we don't have to worry about any copyright slaps, because apparently... It's hard to stay on the internet these days, but before we get into all that bag of worms, we are glad we're still on the internet. For now. And able to talk about some things that we're hyped about. Yeah. One of which is freedom of speech. <laughs> but, uh. My favorite. Jumbi, what's something that you're hyped for? Well. In this. Not too distant future. Believe it or not, I'm kind of been feeling those previews I've seen, those trailers for uh, that Red Dead Redemption 2, my dude. Ooh. And I think I might just check that on out when it drops. That, what a throwback. I That was, hmm. I've never tried to do a top 10 video game list. Yeah. I don't know if you ever have. No, I haven't. But that might be up there. Yeah, like dude, that, it was a good game. That first game was... Because I'm not a completionist when it comes to those kind of games. I've very I've finished maybe one of the Fallout games. Yeah. Most of the time I end up just watching the final 20 minutes on YouTube just so yeah. I can know how it ended, but I don't finish. And I'm definitely not a side quest. I mean, I, I play some, but I'm not... I don't get out here doing every single side quest in Skyrim. But Red Dead was a game that I got pretty darn close doing that. And uh, did you ever play the original um, Red Dead Revolver back yeah. on like the PlayStation 2? Yeah. It had that dope multiplayer. Yeah. Remember that? You could unlock like as you played level because it was just a straight up like level walk forward. You know, it was not an open world kind of deal for any of you yeah. who did not have the Luxury of playing that game. I don't remember though how the multiplayer worked all that well, but so I... every bandit you got, dude, was an unlockable character. Oh, so damn. it was back in the land days. So you'd be out here as like, oh, that was anyway. a game I never owned. Like mm. it was like a game buddies had type of deal. Like yeah. I remember it very vaguely, and really the name is what sticks out to me super hard. I do remember my buddy Corey. Like I remember him in particular having that game. Name like his favorite game, yeah. But like Red Dead, I never played that Red Dead Revolver all the way through. But Red Dead Redemption was one that I like. Same, like, cause I'm not a real completionist guy either, unless it's games like Grand Theft Auto, or, you know, things like that. And I will say, I think part of why I love this Red Dead Redemption series so much is it's a Rockstar game, and I've noticed something about myself. I'm not a big gamer. Everybody knows me knows this. I mainly play sports games. That's my thing. That's what I like to do. But I do have a weakness for Rockstar games, which is the Grand Theft Autos, the Midnight Clubs, the Red Dead Redemptions, like those series and shit. Like anything they put out, I'm normally like L.A. Noire. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. Rockstar games, really, just I love them. You know. Yep. But so yeah, I'm pretty excited. I heard a had a buddy talking about it couple weeks back because he said he wasn't buying another game until that came out that was going to be the next game he bought because I asked him about Madden I was like hey bro you getting a new Madden and that's when he reminded me about the Red Dead 
two coming out. You know what I'm saying? I was like, dude, that's kind of yeah. Because I was thinking about getting mad, and I was like, oh, I'm not. Yeah, I'm about to, I'm about I downloaded the rosters on yeah. 18 already. Yeah, that's true. Because if I buy, like, I'll probably buy 2K when it comes out. I might not get mad this year. I'm an every other year guy. I keep my yeah. rosters as updated as possible and then wait. Like, this year, the only reason I bought Madden 18 was that summer sale. I got it for, like, $12 or $20. I don't remember, but it was, like, all right. And at that point, I had been playing 17. Like, I got, I didn't have 16. I got 17 when it was new and played it for basically two full years. And then I still have a copy of it around just because I don't, I learned not to sell my old Madden games. I'm like, screw it. It's not worth getting a $1.50. Bad. I'll just keep it in case something ever happens. I've got this old version. At least it's football. Man. You know, if my internet doesn't work or something, I can't play it. I wish I would have had, like, done that when it came to my PS3 games I got rid of. Because my PS3 stopped playing games. So I got rid of all my mm. PlayStation games, which was NCAA football 14, which is oh. a game I really regret getting rid of. It's like, man, I wish oh. I would have kept it, dude. Even yeah. if I can't play it, like, I should have kept it. Because I'll probably never find that damn game again. You can find it. It's a little more expensive now. Um, it will maybe drop off a little bit once they make this fake fake college game they're coming out with. Um, and, and sticking on the hype list, but when you started, the way you started talking about Red Dead Redemption and your buddy uh, saying that he's not getting anything until that, it reminded me that I may not purchase another game until I purchased Spider-Man on that PS4. Have you seen any of that game footage? Nah, is it sick? Oh, man, okay. So, I'm going to drop a few names, those of you listening, and that you, Sean, are probably familiar with, but but I don't know. I'm assuming you've played some of the Assassin's Creed games, right? Okay. Never all the way through. But But you're kind of familiar with that, like, fighting system of, Mm -hmm. hey, there's going to be a bunch of dudes around you, the guy attacking might have, like, a little lightning bolt above his head, you counter, blah, blah, you know. Small attack, heavy attack, counter, you know. Or the Arkham Knight games, any of those Batman games, which yeah. were basically like Assassin's Creed, but you didn't kill anyone. And they, again, had very similar fighting styles, open, but Batman was an open world. So this is basically Spider-Man's version of the Arkham series. But just all spidied out so and it's finally not a Spider-Man game that's attached to a movie so it's at least that's the appearance that I've been that I'm given uh, I don't know of any you know there's no like a Spider-Man movie coming up or it wasn't there's done just after but and, and Venom might be in this game but I haven't seen it um, but it, yeah so it looks like you know so it's not nearly as dark as those Batman games like it's a brightly lit New York City it's Spider-Man being Spider-Man, but also it's a complete open world of New York City. The gameplay footage that is out right now, you're web swinging through the city and like web sticking this crane amongst, like a crane is falling down amongst skyscrapers and you're trying to like stick it to buildings so it doesn't land on all the downtown New York traffic. So it has, so yeah, it has those quick hit, you know, like press triangle or you get knocked off the helicopter like it has those cutscenes too like those interactive cutscenes looks just phenomenal and you know I've forever been partial to PlayStation and their graphics and their engine and 
a lot of a lot of stuff. I'm a I'm a PS4 nerd. I guess just constant PlayStation. To name drop, I had a uh, very close family member work for Sony as a kid, so I might be brainwashed. I have to throw. I, I feel that so worthy disclaimer. They were like, it was like growing up a Packers fan, you know. You just don't ever even think about the Bears, you know. So I was always like, oh yeah, Xbox. That I mean, you it exists. I was always like, Halo. This is an, this is an audio only show, so you guys can't see the slow jerk, but it's happening and it is there. Um, what what else you got? Anything else on your hype list? Uh, it too, but that's like a year away. That is, yep. That's like a, that's a, on on the back burner. Yeah. Movie wise, I didn't see Ant Man. I don't know that I'm gonna see Ant Man. Um, oh, I will probably end the episode with my roast of Slender Man, so that way oh, yeah. uh, anybody who doesn't want to hear it can just go ahead and leave leave the room. <laughs> but uh, that's call. not so. I don't have any movies that I'm hyped about because I just saw a terrible one last night. Meh. Um, so I'm still kind of trying to recover from that. It was the kind of movie that makes you binge watch Cinema Sins. Oh yeah. Yeah, and it's ma- partially for the comedy, and then also to try to recant how many just overdrawn horror movie cliches I watched last night in an hour and a half. Uh, so Slender Man has a 13% on. Rotten Tomatoes and a 3.1 IMDb ranking out of 10. And that is all I will say for now. Uh, it has earned that rating in my book, at least. But the one thing that I know we are both hyped on is the NFL regular season. Yeah. Which yeah. leads us down this road of preseason topics. Uh, a lot of which... So, we're going to be pretty heavy on our own two favorite teams today, as we should be, because we have the microphone, jerks. Yeah. So, we might as well talk about everybody else first, huh? Namely, your boy, Baker Mayfield. He's So, I think you'll probably end up begrudgingly, even, if it has to be, have to be like a lifelong... Like, the way Shannon Sharp is with LeBron James, I think yeah. you're going to have to be that way with Baker Mayfield because currently, as it stands, he is a... And I'm not... This shouldn't... I'm not belittling this. You were the only person I knew that from day one was like Baker Mayfield at number one overall. Like you called that when everyone else was saying, like, Josh Allen and yeah. all that stupid... You know, people just get... They get in a Mel Kiper rabbit hole and they watch... Just like conspiracy theorists get with YouTube, you know... NFL off season's a long. That's a that's that's almost half the year is the off season, yeah. and you can just get all kinds of great ideas. Um, but Sean stuck to his guns, and he had his old boy Bakey Mayfield. Didn't look terrible his first nah. time out there. I mean, what nah. you you need him He's to do weird. well. So what'd you think? I mean, I thought he looked damn good. All things considered, I mean. He's playing with a second-team offense, so against second-team defenses, so or defense, I should say. I played once before, but anyways, he looked good, all things considered. Um, needs the work, I and mean, he definitely needs some work as far as uh, his pressure, like operating under pressure. Like he did have some good plays, but his legs, he got a couple first downs, scrambling, which was cool. But as far as his accuracy of throwing on the run, it looked a little, 
No, no, a little rust guy. I know he can do it. He did it all the time in college. So it's not the fact, not the lack of the ability. Right. But I feel like maybe just kind of mastering that under that NFL pressure defense, you know what I mean? Because there was a couple plays he had, like one that he threw away that honestly should have been intentional grounding. But it was like, kind of like, dude, like where was you going with the ball, bro? So, I mean, there's a few things. I mean, he... Can get, but it's, now their receiver core is kind of slim too. So I mean, he's kind of slim pickings out there. As far well, as uh, too. that uh, tight end. unfortunate Mr. Callaway, I cannot think of his first name Tell right now. Hill. There we go. Thank you. Yeah. Um, boy, he had an interesting week last week, getting picked up by the cops, and then Coleman gets traded with you know. Presumably before the Browns knew about him getting picked up by the cops. And then he balls out in that preseason game. Well, I didn't notice until today, but they made him play every snap that game. That was like his punishment for like, for like the incident. Yeah. Like that was his atonement. Really? It was like you got to play every snap of this preseason game. Yeah. And well, he showed out. And it also and, – and there could be multiple motivations behind that because, of course, you know, coach will tell you what – he needs to tell you. So it could be, and it could be as simple yeah. as like this was part of your punishment. They obviously liked something they saw in him. If they wouldn't, I mean, Coleman again. Maybe, maybe that was he was he needed to go no matter what. Maybe they didn't care if they had a replacement for him. Maybe he had just become a problem. He I don't watch the trade. Oh, okay. I don't watch Hard Knocks. It <coughs> seems like based on the production they've gotten out of him, I feel like they. Should have been able to get a fifth or a sixth, at least two, like a seventh rounder. Get at least two of them. Give me something. From what I've gathered, from like what I've read and things I've saw, is uh, it's more like it was kind of a statement trade, because like it was a thing where they knew they weren't getting their value for him, but they were so. Both parties were done. Like he he was pissed because he was playing second team offense all off season, hadn't moved up at all. And he felt like being a first-round pick, he should be out there with the first-team offense, and they just weren't impressed with this shit. Like, uh, shit, I saw he's like he was just dropping balls left and right. Like he was getting burnt. Like he was getting locked the fuck up. Like he wasn't mm-hmm. getting able to you know create much separation between him and the corners. Like he looked terrible. Like he didn't look like a first-round pick from what I've highlights I've saw over the offseason. You know I'll be watching that shit oh, yeah. all year long, dude. Like I keep up with football even when football ain't on. I'm about football. Like, I'll be keeping up with You don't want to try to, you don't want to be logged into Sean B's YouTube account. It takes <laughs> you like a half an hour to find anything that isn't highlights. I've sat down to eat lunch and watched a 2006 Olympic basketball game. I don't even know if that year's right, but it was like a redeem team versus Australia. It was like the finals yeah. against Matt Delavidova and the Funky Bunch. Uh, Patty Mills and squad, but yeah, so it's a, he's like the conspiracy theorist equivalent of game tape. Yeah. He's be out here watching hours and hours, just a constant rabbit hole of highlights. So this dude knows, he knows what he's talking about. My thoughts on Baker, uh, I saw a couple of things that I really liked um, as far as where his head seemed to be at. Um, I didn't see him run it unnecessarily. It was nice. You knew he'd be able to roll out and pick up two yards on fourth and two, but what was nice was to see him stay in the pocket, wait for the defensive ends to rush past him, 
and then slide one step, two steps up, roll right, and then just take the corner and get out of bounds. Um, and what was also what was nice is the not Johnny Manziel, Robert Griffin-esque plays where this is not a designed bootleg and I'm just going to decide to move the pocket to the right because I... I'm used to just being the best athlete out there, so I'm going to move out of a good position. There's a reason there has been a pocket for this long. Man. There's a reason that Peyton Manning can have a 32 speed in Madden and quarterback for 20 years. I mean, look at Tom Brady. He's not, I mean, but he's pocket presence. Man. He can move well in a phone booth, you know, that old cliche. Uh, and so I, I like seeing some of that stuff. Shows me um, that that's a good start for a guy who's drawing a lot of Johnny Manziel comparisons. Here's not like I'm not going to. I'm just going to trust my instincts and go out here. And so I, I look forward to seeing him get a few more first team snaps. Yeah. See how that looks because I think Tyrod Hot has to be the guy. Um, but yeah, that is he looked good too. Yeah, he's one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the league, man. Incredibly underrated in my book. Didn't has never really had much to work with in his playmaker department. Yes, I'll give you Shady McCoy, but you need a little bit more than that. And your best receiver is also your running back. There's not much balance. Right. And what are you going to do? Hand it off to the guy you just completed a 40-yard screen pass to? Like you need more than one guy to go yeah. to. Um, but yeah, that so. Who is there anyone for you personally that has stuck out? Because as far as week one goes, I have looked at things like what I see to be a forced quarterback controversy in Baltimore. You know, I think Baltimore's making a big mistake if they force Lamar Jackson into playing and don't enjoy the slash part of his career. You know, Cordell Stewart ended up being a serviceable NFL quarterback and eventually, you know, time catches up with you. He became less of just a sprint around run it guy. I mean, he's not in the Hall of Fame. He didn't win a ton of games, but you have a Super Bowl winning quarterback now and you have a rookie who would go out there and play like Johnny Manziel, like Robert Griffin, like all these speedy guys who don't know, who aren't ready to play yet and so therefore, you know, and they get scared. You go when you're not prepared, you rely on your instincts. When your instincts are wrong, you get screwed. You get fucked in the NFL is what happens. You roll out and you get your legs snapped in half because your instincts are telling you to do something that is wrong because that linebacker is just as fast as you are now, and he hits like a Mack truck. So, it, he, But he is a playmaker, so use him, use him on some trick plays this year. You let him sit for a year. So I hate all of this hype that's around Lamar Jackson. So yeah. I watched him in the... In the preseason, he hasn't fascinated me by any means. But is there anything outside of... Because we're about to get knuckle deep in Colts and Raiders because of things. Ooh, foreshadowing or whatever, tease. Um, so outside of our little small universe... No, I mean, I, I, I will admit I haven't watched every preseason highlight yet. So I haven't seen all the games. I've seen a handful. They'll, it'll, he'll get there. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's still early. I, you know, I don't have a lot of faith in the preseason. I don't put a lot no. into it. There's, and I, I usually, I normally dig deep the last week of it because that's usually when the starters come out and you get, like, that pre-glimpse of what the season's about to 
be. Right. So I always usually watch them all week four. But the first couple of weeks, I mean, it's mainly just people who aren't even going to make the team, you know. Right. Get most playing at the time. So, I mean, I don't put too much in at least the first couple of weeks. But week three or four, I'm usually on it. Like, I'll be watching. I'll watch all the tape on those games. But, but yeah, right now, I mean, it's a lot of just fluff. Like, you know, with the Baker Mayfield thing, like, he's not starting. He's not going to start. So, it's cool to, like, watch him during preseason. You get an idea of what he can do. But that's all it is. It's just an idea. Yeah. Like, we're not going to know until the season comes to play and you know, if he actually does play at all this season. I mean, a lot of people are predicting that he'll start by the end of the year. But I don't know if Tyrod's out there making moves and they're even somehow football gods make the fucking Browns a playoff contender for all, crying out loud. I'm just saying they're not going to sit Tyrod. No, yeah. You know, regardless of having a number one pick on the bench, like, no, dude, like, you're going to play that man. If he take, takes their asses to playoffs, playoffs, <laughs> nice. Oh, um, yeah. you, so I might as well do this now, and I might as well do this here. I was going to do it as a smoke break episode. Ooh, look at that. Got to pitch that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I have a bold prediction of my own for this year, and you just brought it up, um, Sorry. I believe that the Browns will make the playoffs this year in a wild card spot. And while I don't need to... I'll spare you diving deeply into that now. For the sake of the Tyrod Baker Mayfield argument, I, I want to point out a couple of things. Uh, I think these Browns, if Josh Gordon stays in a good place and is able to make it back for the regular season and can produce the way we all know he's capable. He might be the best without if he actually was on the field this whole time they might not. we might not be talking about Antonio Brown versus Julio. It might just be, I think it would just be Josh Gordon is the best receiver. I don't know too many other receivers out here getting back to back 100 yards, back to back 200 yard games. Coming back after two years off getting a 100 yard game your first game back. You, haven't play, you know, I this is stuff. This is like Randy Moss level stuff, where it's like he's just—he might be Calvin Johnson, boys among men, kind of kind of thing. Um, so I and then all the running back talent that they have. If Carlos Hyde can stay healthy, which he should be, history shows he's going to get you eight to ten games probably at a hundred percent. But you've got Duke Johnson. You've got someone else whose name escapes. Thank you. Um, so you have these playmakers. You have a, a good, a decent tight end. You, if Callaway doesn't get in trouble, hopefully he doesn't miss major games for him. I don't, I don't. With the marijuana rules, I don't know. With first offenses, four games. I, I don't know what's going to come of that. He might miss a couple of games. Uh, he, I think if you look at that Bills team that made the playoffs last year and compare it to this Browns team, and you didn't assign the teams uniforms. And you would say, okay, one of these teams made the playoffs. Or you would say, hey, this team made the playoffs last year. Do you think this team can make the playoffs this year? And you didn't know they were the 1-31 in Cleveland Browns, that you would look at that roster with Tyrod Taylor in the defense and think, in the AFC, yeah, probably would be an, could be a wild card team. Because I don't see the Bills without Ty- – I don't see a wild card coming out of the AFC East. Like Miami – the Jets, they're definitely in a rebuild. Miami, they hinge on Tannehill, but they seem to just be always... They're in, like, my Indiana Pacers 
realm of just they're in that limbo of mediocrity not bad enough to be able to rebuild and never good enough to do anything to anybody occasionally make the playoffs but yeah we'll just hang out at eight and eight you know and whatever uh afc south i i don't know the jags probably take a hit uh the texans could be a threat but if watson goes down they're not a threat with what tom savage again colts i'm not buying so basically whoever wins the afc south they're just gonna have one you know, maybe in the the West is where I could see you. I could honestly see there being three teams. It, I could see both wild cards coming out of the West potentially. Yeah. That could be a very good division out there. I think Case Keenum is <coughs> is snake oil, uh, so I don't see the. But I, I've also seen the Broncos go to the playoffs with Tim Tebow. Uh, as long as they, you know that. They're sort of like a Steelers thing. The Steelers have switched sides, and now they're an offensive juggernaut. But for years, they just that defense got them to the playoffs with like Neil O'Donnell at quarterback and shit. So, but if you look at the AFC North, I don't see a wild card coming out of there. I think Cincinnati is going to have a big slide. I think the Ravens stay below average. So I, I don't, I just don't see that many teams that are that are such a lock that I don't see the Browns going 9 and 7 potentially this year. If it were if they were any other t- if they didn't have the last 2 years that they had, I could feel very confident about them being a potential playoff team. It's only the fact that they can't win a game under Hugh Jackson Man. that has people like, "Oh, they'll be maybe they'll win 4 games." I look at that roster and I'm like, "This team should win some games, man." Like they and this is also a Browns team that no matter the lack of talent they have They'll lose twelve games, and eight of them will be by six points or less. Man. You know, they how many times are the Browns out of a game? It's like they are, they are always close. And maybe now they have the guy who won't pull a Brian Hoyer and throw two picks in the last two minutes of the game. Right. You know, they'll have the Tyrod Taylor who throws four interceptions a year. So yes, play that man. Right. And then trade that man at the end of the season if you want your boy. But do what fucking Andy Reid did. With Alex Smith, yeah. I have a team that could potentially make the playoffs this year. So I'm gonna ride my, I'm gonna play my veteran this year. I'm gonna teach this dude who's the truth, he's the future, and then I'm gonna get value for my veteran quarterback who just showed the rest of the league that he's capable of taking, you know, of being a playoff quarterback. Yeah. That's what I would do. Andy Reid's a smart man. He's he's gone places in the league, but we talked a lot about the NFL, so we might as well dig deep into our potential. Yeah. Future feud. I have a uh, an update for all the Colts fans up there. Andrew Luck threw a real football in a real game with pads on. Now I'm pretty sure he only played one drive, but the days of uh, of watching his rotator cuff as he spoons Jello pudding into his mouth are over, folks. Uh, we don't have to watch highlights of Andy Luck swimming in pools and throwing Nerf balls anymore. Uh, we can we will uh, for all we will for always and forever at least have the preseason week one of 2018 to reminisce on, as Jacoby Brissett leads us to a seven and nine season in which we actually contend for the AFC South championship. But in other, more potentially awesome for the Colts news, Sean B. Your Raiders cannot. Khalil Max turned into Kawhi Leonard. Pretty much. Essentially, is what I'm getting from this. Am yeah. I wrong here? What What do you know? Well, as far as I know, like Khalil doesn't like hate the Raiders. 
And, I mean, it's not that he won't go back. He'll go back and play for the Raiders, but the money has to be. He's he's wanting 20-plus mil a year. He's trying to set the market for defensive ends. Yeah, he wants quarterback money. Yeah, so he's wanting 20 mil a year, and the Raiders just don't have the money. It's not that they don't want to sign him, and it's not that you know they don't think he deserves it. It's nothing like that. It's just they don't have it. You know, I was like, what the fuck are you supposed to do? Like, you're Franchise tag for a year and pay him when you get to Vegas. He won't take the tag. He's holding out. They yeah. tag him. He'll sit out the whole year, dude. He's, That's a lot of money to lose. Yeah, but he doesn't give a fuck because he's going to get paid Yeah. within the next two years. Maybe. Big money. Maybe. See, this is where the market may change for him. I don't know. So, the argument that I keep hearing from certain people who just get paid to talk about sports for like eight hours a day is that based, you know, obviously the NFL is a copycat league. We all remember the Wildcat era. lasted about a month and a half. But Ricky Williams and Ronnie Brown run that Wildcat. Everybody tried it for a minute. And then they realized it was a stupid, horrible idea and it barely, barely ever works in the NFL. Right now we're doing the read option thing for a little bit. That'll go away at some point, you know. We've got, but the game has opened up a lot, and that trend of five wide receiver packages and run and shoot, hurry up offenses, and these offenses are getting more and more um, in depth and intricate and all this stuff. That the idea that you're going to continue that running backs used to be players that couldn't get Todd Gurley contracts. But now they can because look at what guys like Gurley and Zeke and Shady McCoy can do when they can do both. It's becoming a league where the offensive linemen and the offensive weapons are going to get a lot of money because we saw the two best defenses in the NFL just get straight waxed in the playoffs. So what does that – how much value will that have? Because the Rams are going over the same thing with Aaron Donald right now. You want $25 That's quarterback money. The market that we're looking at, we're not certain that you're going to ever be worth that going forward. So do we pay it now and set a precedent that may not be matched? Do we give you an Indomitian Sioux contract and then watch it not come to fruition? Because we've had, we've heard all this before about, you know, you know, we've had like the Von Miller contract, stuff like that. It was supposed to change and, and set a new precedent. For defensive players, but that's not really the reality. Every once in a while, you get a Lawrence Taylor, and that's the that's what happens. You know, a JJ Watt gets that money, but it, and Khalil Mack should get that money because he's one of those guys. You think Raiders defense? I mean, I don't know. I'm not a fan, but Khalil Mack is the maybe the the only name a casual NFL na- fan knows off the Raiders defense these days. Um, so maybe Bruce Irvin. Yeah, on how casual. Yeah, but people who don't really know the NFL know Khalil Mack for the most part. Um, So you had sent me a text in preemptive. I don't want to call it anger, but you fired off a warning shot that pledged a forever rivalry because of a uh, (laughs) trade rumor that you heard that I have not done any follow-up research on because I wanted my reaction to be right here, right now. So So, what's the deal with this? I haven't followed up 
with it since we had this conversation a few days ago, but um, last I had read, there is a proposed idea. I'm just say it's an idea for now. There's no real friction, but uh, the Colts are listed as one of the five potential landing spots for Khalil Mack, mainly due to cap space. Like you guys are supposed to have like eighty plus mil available next off season, so there's uh, there's not like they may be one of the teams. They're one of five teams who can afford them. No one else in the league can afford them except these five teams, and they're like Colts are listed as like number three as far as likeliness. And above you guys, I think the only other ones above you are Washington. Who's that? It's Buffalo. See. Buffalo and Washington. That is classic Indiana to be right in the middle of the <laughs> <sighs> The reason Washington is listed above you guys is not only money, but um, Jay Gruden. I think with him being, you know, with him and John, they might work out a little over the phone Saturday. Oh, oh, okay. Talk about, you know. Something. Yeah. So they're listed up there as possible. And their pension to overpay for players who have a big name, yeah. whether or not it fits their scheme or what they're currently trying to do or what they have the current ability to do. And then also with the new Alex Smith era, you know, maybe. There's been, I think, no more inconsistent division in the NFL in the last 20 years in the NFC East. It hasn't had a back-to-back winner, but maybe once in the last 20 years. And it's... More notorious, it's got more first to worse and vice versa than any division like that. That team has a, uh, a that division has a team go go from last place to a wild card slash Super Bowl champion. I'm talking to you, New York Giants. You've got some of the most inc- Giants, Cowboys, Eagles. Well, the Eagles have been the only consistent thing about that division, really. For the last 20... Because you think about the McNabb-Andy Reid era. The Andy Reid era, they're consistent as fuck. Yeah. They were like the Bills of our generation. Just like, we're going to get to a bunch of NFC uh, division... Or NFC championships. We're just going to get to a shit ton of those. One Super Bowl. Uh, But then, yeah, you've got Washington, Dallas, and the Giants. And the Giants are the team, like, if they... They win Super Bowls when they go eight and eight and nine and seven. They win Super Bowls as wild card teams, or they'll go ten and four, be a first round bye, lose their first playoff game, and then you have you know the Cowboys are good every fourth year. Um, the Redskins, about twice a decade, they'll get you a playoff game. Uh, just just a bunch of absurdities, um, and to move on. Let's let's go from one absurdity to another. As I reach for my notes, I'm I'm, I'm kind of debating. I think I think we should start because I think this one's going to be much more succinct because we'll actually be on the same side with this one. So I want to talk about the pedophile defense, the link that you shared with me via social media, and then we can talk about all the weirdness of social media. Via the Alex Jones ban. So, you sent me a link to an article, which uh, was one of my, which was really the realization of one of my greater fears in terms of the openness. I, I, 
personally, I love certain things about the trend in today's modern society. I like this idea of just let people do and be what they want to be. Um, I don't like certain things as far as at certain age levels, like giving children pills to tone down. You know, like there are pills now where if like an eight-year-old boy is acting a certain way, you can give him, you can kind of stop the testosterone and go for a full gender switch. I don't know. I wouldn't make any real decisions at eight years old. I think you just let your kids be any kind of weird that they are. But I'm also not a parent, so I kind of just shut my mouth. But I'm just kind of like, I think it's better to just kind of just like let little people become people. And then let them make these massive decisions when they have the capacity to make these massive decisions. But anyway, one of the downsides to this sort of openness, which has a lot of good things. You know, the L... What I can always forget this. L G B T L B G L G L B G T. Now you gotta be messing up. L G. Y'all know what we're trying to say. Yeah. That community. I'm a full supporter of any and all of that stuff. But I when and when what I thought would happen is like, okay, we're when what's gonna happen is we're gonna get a guy who really wants to marry his sheep. Okay, out in Montana, Bessie. And that he loves this sheep. And so, like, who are we to tell him, like, that's, that is his sexual orientation. He was born that way, okay? So, who are we to say, who is the law to say that he can't love a sheep? That's what, that was what I thought would be the first instance of, okay, see, because things tend to take that natural progression. People push boundaries, and that's how we establish boundaries, right? We're like, okay, hey, too far. YouTube, social media had made that decision with Alex Jones, right? They said, okay, this is enough, right? Now we'll start walking it back from here. Uh, whether or not you agree with that is a subject for a few minutes from now. But <laughs> on a, a more darker version of that seems to be the realization is the idea that now that pedophiles might use this sort of def- as a defense mechanism, right? That was the gist of this article. Um, yeah, I mean, pretty. The video I had seen was a was a preacher pastor guy going on his little rant, and he had actually said that he is okay. He had mentioned about how he had had the same concerns you had when you know well his started when gay marriage got legalized. I guess he was on record saying that this could be an issue as far as what this could lead to with the pedophilia thing. He was worried about it then, and now that it's actually gaining some heat. You know, I guess that's what, you know, made him do the video. He was just talking about how, you know, I mean, I, uh, he said all your standard things that you would expect someone to say who's against it, you know, just about how it's a, it's touch my a, kid, I put a hole this big in it. Uh, he's oh, yeah. He's always yeah. worried about yep. just, you know, just, uh, shit like that. He did his plea. I'm not going to ever buy in to the whole natural sexual orientation. I'm sorry, dude, but if you're sitting around thinking about fucking a kid, like, that's not natural to me. That's something's in your brain, bro. Like, you, you, you something's fucked up. Like, you, if you can't create, if you can't, like, separate what, you know, your boner stuff between a child and an adult, like, bro, there's something wrong, that's not natural to me. Like, something's, something along the way is fucked with you, bro, where you're sitting around thinking about, Diddling a six-year-old kid, or 
you know, yeah. finger blasting an eight year old girl or some shit. Like that's not oh. fucking cool, bro. Right. Like that's not natural to me, and I'll never fucking accept that as an orientation ever. And the gay thing, I, whatever, man, I don't have anything wrong with that. If you want to marry Ralph and you and Ralph want to go off and adopt babies and have a family, that's your business, dude. You're two that's consenting cool. adults. Yeah, that's fine with me. That's I have you, no problem. With you me. do you, baby. But if you're out here at fucking schoolyard trying to pick up kids, yep, that's not you know, bro. You're not my squad, bro. Yeah, and I'm not ever gonna like you. So <laughs> I'm never gonna accept that fucking bullshit. Oh, what's my orientation? No, bro. You touch my kid, I kill you. Yeah, nah, I don't give a fuck. See, this is where, again, these two arguments kind of bleed together. See, that, see, my fear of this whole hate speech thing is that someday you won't be able to say that shit about a pedophile. Why is it not okay to hate things? That's not the government's job to regulate that. Again, I'll I'll pull back on that for now. But the way you feel, like, that, that that is valid. You should be allowed to feel that and say those things. Um, and this is why... These some of these things can be a very slippery slope, and a couple of months ago, probably, maybe even a few weeks ago, I just said, well, I have faith in the American people that they will have the common sense to put the kibosh on this without, My that this will never even come to light, the idea that this could be an acceptable argument. Um, I agree with you that, to some extent, about it not being a a, a natural thing. Um, I also don't completely resign to the idea that it's a hundred percent mental illness. Uh, we live in a day and age where people listening to this podcast right now have <coughs> spent over half of their waking hours consuming some form of entertainment. And I merely mean to pose the question if you do anything for eight hours a day you become influenced by it you work a certain job for a certain amount of time you pick up on the mentality of those around you based on your interactions if the boss has certain mottos um certain little mantras that are said you start to say those things you pick i learned this the hard way working at a bank for a year the way I looked at the world completely, everything was dollar signs after a while, um, because that's just how you're starting to be trained to look at things. So, for instance, if you spend a lot of time watching Michael Bay movies, you might start to have a unsatisfactory taste for teenage flesh. You know, this is one of those things where I agree wholeheartedly that this is wrong, and if we all agree that it's wrong, why are we constantly selling it on TV? Why are we constantly doing horror movies with high school girls in them? Even though they're casted by women that are of age, they're playing 15-year-olds and then getting half-naked and strangled and cut. You know, and that's the other thing. Um, the more... And... Uh, I think it's a better plan, again, not, not towards pedophilia, but this idea that we get... I, I still think what we've done by, by being more open-minded is better, because I think if you try to police and try to say, like, no titties at any time, none of this, none of that, that you actually induce perversion, because it's just like, ask any high school kid who's not of age to drink if they want to 
You know what I'm saying? Right. I drank a lot more as a teenager who wasn't able to drink than I do now as an adult who can legally drink. There is an attraction at certain ages and at certain levels of experience. There is an attraction to the taboo. So I do think it is better to have an open mind and allow all things and then deal with the outliers as they come out and say, okay, well, that, no, 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 okay, we took it too far. You know, whether it's counseling, whatever, the individual things are on individual basis, but... That is sort of the downside to once you open a door, some people will walk through it and walk then walk down a hallway and, and just continue to test things. Um, but there there is no ever blanket. With the human species, there's never any one blanket yes or no answer to anything. I will say, as I say that, except for doing inappropriate things to children. Because these are children, man. It's not about you as whatever. I don't give a fuck what your orientation is. What about that child that deserves to have a chance to actually grow up and not have a traumatized life and not have to become a shell of themselves and have a hollow, just horrible existence because, well, I can't help it. I'm wired that way. Bullshit. Right. Bullshit you are. Um, and... There's a lot of things that can be fixed by talking about your... Pro- I, I don't condone uh, medicine for the most part, obviously. I, 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 I said that the wrong way. But when it comes to, for your brain, I don't condone the idea of taking pharmaceuticals. I don't condone antidepressants. Um, these are things that are in the extremest of cases, I think, that they should be taken. Uh, I've seen a lot of people get incredibly worse by taking their antidepressants. And then you've become, you've created essentially, for lack of a reasonable comparison, you've created a crack addict. Because now you have a person that cannot function as a human being without these antidepressants. And then you go see, look at, look into some of the stats related to these uh, school shooters and all that. But there's, and I personally won't talk to a psychiatrist, but that doesn't mean other people shouldn't. Right. That's a personal thing. We all have, there's other people that you can talk to about things. Um, it's not part of life's challenge is learning to tell yourself no. Willpower is a must if you're going to have a happy and fulfilled life. You can't just treat every whim that your brain introduces. So you can have bad thoughts and be a good person because it's what you actually do that determines whether or not right. you know you have an inappropriate thought because of something you saw on TV blah 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 you're not a bad person because of that right. but you don't just get to say yes to everything your brain throws at you your brain is not all that you are here for alright and it's not the world is not just about you to any right. of you pedophiles who want to try to use this as a defense and go I'm, talk to somebody right and, I, and I'm not we, we as humans we have bad thoughts you know, that shit happens like I can't tell you there's been times where you know, I've seen a high school girl like damn only she was 18 you know what I'm saying I'm, in my mind like yeah I'm making that line known but it's still wrong of me to even think that you know what I'm saying and when you look back and I was like damn bro that's kind of crazy like, why was I looking at that 16 year old girl like wishing she was older that's not cool you know but I'm not you know there's a difference with Thinking it and then going out and like, hey, baby, let me come back to the spot real quick, drink a little something, kick it. You know what right. I mean? Like, there's, there's right. a big difference in that. Well, there's a, there's a difference between a biological, instinctual reaction to procreate and reproduce. You know, you know, right. like so much of who we are is subconscious action and thought. You don't think about breathing. 
doesn't so are you responsible for breathing every day you just do it so you see something that attracts you physically you're not responsible for the gym short boner you get right then but you're responsible if you don't check yourself and you know find that place be like hey whoa this is this is not cool you know go splash some cold water on your face or whatever you know there's a big difference between like oh you're attractive and oh I'm going to uh, I don't even I can't even think of a what a pedophile would do nor should I even come up with any ideas so we'll just you know you get what I'm saying I'm not gonna go there's a difference between thinking a teenager's hot and following her to the mall right okay um, right <laughs> there's a big difference here <laughs> um, where you going girl forever 21 yeah <laughs> need a ride yeah you need a ride you want someone to buy you beer oh god why are we listing off doorways um okay so but yeah I mean I don't know if I was Alex Jones I mean probably, <laughs> this probably is, get away with that this is the perfect turn the frost cake two topics to have yeah uh, mashed into each other because now Alex Jones has been banned from basically all social media and he still has his app remaining on iTunes <coughs> and Android and that is can you still download it? You can still download. It is now the most downloaded app. Oh. In news. It went from Funny how that 43 works. to 1. Yeah, yeah, this see yeah. Funny how that works, right? See, this is one of those uh the rest of us get shit on. Alex Jones will continue to be probably just fine, if not more popular. Streisand effect. Look it up if you don't know what that is. Or we yeah. can take a few minutes to discuss it. I'll say it very briefly. One time, someone posted an article or a story or something about Barbara Streisand's new house. It started to get popular. So she put like a ban on it and was reaching out and trying to sue all these people that had posted pictures of a residence, so it became a national story because, like, oh, look at Barbara Streisand's going all crazy about these local people taking photos of her house. Must be a crazy house. I want to check it out. So then you got people from freaking Arkansas driving up to see old Barb Streisand's house. And so it had the exact opposite. It's the if the idea that, you know, you tried too hard. It's that metaphor, metaphorical frog in a pond that you go to squeeze it real tight and it slips out of your hand. Um... <laughs> Yeah. Also true with other things. But, and that might be coincidence, I have always been in the aisle that says Alex Jones is at best, at best a crazy person, at worst controlled opposition. Deep down in my heart, I kind of believe he is put there to make people like me look like a fucking nut. Um, that he's there to take people who say things, say, wait a minute, this doesn't add up. This doesn't seem right. This official story sounds like some bullshit like sounds like the version of Christopher Columbus I was told about in 8th grade well that turned out to be bullshit so why should I trust all everything I'm told and he turns those kind of people into they're turning the friggin frogs gay and turns you know those into dads that drive over to Comet Ping Pong with an assault rifle and demand to see the torture basement that doesn't fucking exist so in theory this is a finger quote. This is a dangerous man. Um, and he has to be silenced. But this is that incredibly slippery slope because now, first of all, they're, they're th 
there are rumors that I've heard about making, for instance, the police a protected class of citizen, which would then turn a simple fuck the police into hate speech, which could then mean maybe in the future, because it, this the, what, what upsets me here is precedent of mm-hmm. the idea that if something's unpopular, let's just make it be quiet. I don't think that's how we got to be in a position that we're in as a country and that it could be but a lot of conspiracy theorists will scream at me and tell me I'm wrong that this is all fake and it's always been some shadow puppet guys but if you take the visual story at its word we've gotten where we've gotten by debating and arguing and having different ideas and different concepts and meeting in the middle and they're talking about ratcheting up uh, doing the same thing that they're doing to Alex Jones to anyone who is against climate change, anyone who teaches an alternate theory to our climate change, which to me is absolute disgrace, not only to American traditions, but to the scientific method, because the scientific method is the idea that everything is in theory until you've exhausted all options to disprove it. So anyone out there who's telling you not to research the outlier, the other possibilities to climate change, doesn't actually want to solve the problem, they want to brainwash you and think only my idea is right. And to me, that's wrong no matter the idea. Man. For you to say that no one else is allowed to tell you their idea, it will never be okay with me. You want to debunk it then. You know, there's a yeah. million people on YouTube making Alex Jones debunk videos. Everyone knows he's full of shit. You know, there's an old Roman proverb for lack of a better term that says let he who who would be deceived be deceived so yeah you're gonna have some dummies out there but why are you you're creating laws that have negative effects to those citizens in your country that actually want to make it better and just kind of protecting the mouth breathers for lack of a better term you're you're just you're you're condoning and promoting ignorance in a sense of just block things out that you don't want to hear. Don't learn how to deal with them. Don't learn how to... We want to keep you so busy that you just accept the news. You, you're, you're an everyday working human. You couldn't possibly actually spend any of your time looking into your real life. Right. You have to take other people's words for it, so now we're going to silence anyone who says things other than what we want. Like This is, this is 1984 to me. It feels that way. But if the government were doing it, it's 1984, right? Yeah. But it's not. So these companies, on one hand, have the like they're with. We talked about this before the show, right? I, where all my conf, all my conflicting interests come in a story like this, because yeah. as anyone who's ever owned their own business wants to have the ability to have it on their terms, and so many of these people crying foul at YouTube about doing this, those same people disable comments on their videos. Right. So you're going to sit here with your pitchfork and go after the man, but dare someone to qual- but you don't let anyone question your opinion on your flat earth video or on your moon landing hoax video. You don't let any detractors in your audience, but how dare YouTube take down Alex Jones? I saw this meme recently that had a picture like it was a map of the world and it was just a flat image, just all the, you know, continents and shit. And it was like somebody said, I lied. I don't believe in flat earth theory anymore. 
I believe that the world is a cat, and it has somebody draw like an outline of a cat around the whole map. Oh, it was so cat Earth, because like they were playing with a, like Australia was like a ball of yarn, and then the rest <laughs> of the fucking world was like a cat drawn around. It was so hilarious. See, I want to go back even further than the flat Earth, and I think we should really reevaluate the idea that the Earth is a plane that sits on the back of a sea tortoise that is being carried by two giant elephants. We have at one point in time, there are drawings, we've at one point in time had people believe that much. And wow. today, they might get banned from YouTube if they talk about it. Wow. Yeah, because that's the thing, is like, what? where does this stop? Is at one point, is it going to be detrimental to society for the Kyrie Irvings of the world to exist? You gonna, like, you know, where... It's such a vague concept of hate speech, and neither political party, I think, does a very good job of designating what this is and what this isn't. Um, you know, I, and while it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy, right? There's really no one whose heart is bleeding for Alex Jones right now. But at the same time, it's it's just that idea that Zuckerberg and a few other rich dudes can sit down in a room and just take everything that someone like you or me or anybody out here has worked 20 years to build, yeah. and that five rich dudes can sit down and pull the plug on it in one night. Now, again, that's not really what has happened. Um, he still has his website. It's anything, it's made him more popular, it's limited where he can promote, but he himself has said that he lost a lot of money in paying for Facebook advertisements yeah. because they yield, he was getting a smaller reach when he, and this is his claim, there's no proof to this, but this was his claim, and we actually have experienced similar results with our paid ads on Facebook. There are times where, with the right tags, um, in, in things where you just get a better reach without paying for an advertisement. I don't know how the algorithms work, and I'm not crying foul play here, but what I'm saying is this, the perception of this as far as how it's hit Mr. Jones, I think it, if anything, it's, it's limited how many platforms he's on, but it maybe has propped him up and given him a larger audience than he had before. Oh, what's this? Cr I want to hear what this crazy dude's saying that's getting banned from the internet. You know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah, like banned that. books get very popular and stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, this is a common trope. Songs, the the songs. idea that yeah, exactly. The idea that we don't that we humans aren't drawn to stuff that we're told we can't have. Like of course we are. There's a huge market for that. This is a little off subject, but it ties into the whole band thing. Did you know that Imagine by John Lennon was banned on radio in America for like a decade plus? I did. I I. We'll say that I didn't know that. That sounds kind of familiar. Um, but, yeah. No, that's... See, that's crazy. And that's... Right. It's just like, dude. You see, that's what... 2018 is such a weird time to live in. Because depending on what... what in, which, in which area you turn your head, you see either such great, amazing progress, or you look at it and say, how is it that we're still dealing with this in 2018? How can we figure this out over here and be so stupid about this over here? Uh, you know, and we have how in the same world where you're allowing, you know, and it's and it's a great idea to let people 
it's we're so open-minded towards gender and sexuality and all this, but the idea that like freedom of speech, the idea that you should protect people from ideas instead of holding the guy accountable who actually took a gun to a pizza place, you're gonna hold somebody who has a radio show accountable. No, you hold the guy accountable who took information and decided to act on it. You know, I don't remember seeing a lot of other people get arrested when Lee Harvey Oswald shot JFK. Yeah. I don't remember seeing a, a bunch of Marxist Americans getting rounded up and thrown into jail because they met Lee Harvey at a meeting. And again, it's a false equivalency, I know that. But I'm saying like we shouldn't... In a situation like this where there's no clear-cut regulation, I, I would take just nothing. We need... This needs to stay the Wild West until there's something that everybody can agree upon. Because when you do stuff like this, you end up with your V for Vendetta societies. But, with that, I think it's about time we wrap this bad boy up. Yeah. That was a guy. Whew. Covered a lot of ground on it was that a one. a hum one. baby. Covered a lot of ground on that one. Anyway, guys, you can find us everywhere at Bad Dinner Guests. Yeah. Subscribe for more. These podcasts are free. And free they will remain. That means the fee. <laughs> I've been Kev. This is Sean B. Nighty night. Nighty night.